This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. When last we left you on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80 and on your smart speaker, we were learning who Ken Francis was. Seemed like simpler times. Now we know and... The more we know, is the less we know. The more we know, the less we understand. It's Canty and Carlin. He is a, he is a fitness entrepreneur, Randy. Get yeah. it right. All right, so that is, those are the dulcet tones of Aaron Goldhammer joining us from ESPN Cleveland. Uh, I'm Randy Scott. Neither one of us is Canty nor Carlin. We're filling in for the guys here uh, on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. And, you know, we, we have a ton of real estate to work with here as it pertains to as Lamar Jackson's contract turns. Uh, and we'll get to that. The Ken Francis story is, is an interesting one, including, I don't know if you saw, Aaron, the, the infomercial that Lamar put on Twitter. Oh, oh I, I've watched it at least <laughs> seven times. And what, what, I hate to tell Lamar this, but like, if I want to get in shape and go to the gym, I'm just going to get in shape and go to the gym. I don't know that I need like a boombox thing that I'm carrying with me to the park. We'll, we'll talk about it. When they sponsor the show, we will talk glowingly about this new fitness product, but not until then. It's like one-stop gym or gym stop. or It's, it's incredible. Like it looks like a... Uh, uh, like a boombox on steroids that you would bring to like a bar mitzvah. Like if you were a one-stop DJ for weddings and events, you would roll this thing out. It has like a video screen on it and weights, and it's incredible. And we'll we'll dive into that. But before we do, it's nice to it's nice to work with Aaron Goldhammer. We were talking about it. We've done hits, obviously, about different Cleveland sports stories over the years um, as such a voice in that area and in the state of Ohio, Aaron. And uh, to get to have four hours to sort of. You know, yeah. explore the space. Uh, that'll be nice. That'll be real sure, nice sure. to my my, to my illustrious that. career, the twelve Marconi Awards, and the Peabodys, and all the journalistic uh, that I brought to the table over my over my tenure in Cleveland. Uh, but I've been a fan for a long time, Randy, and it's good to to get a chance to be on with you. Not just to be on, but I, I really thought last night was one of the most fun nights that I could recently remember in the NCAA tournament with two really classic games, one great story in FAU. UConn has just been dominant, but I thought the best game of the night was Gonzaga-UCLA, which I really enjoyed, except for the fact that during the last five minutes, I was half asleep because for people that live on the East Coast, you know, to put a game of that quality and to stick it at about 12.15 in the morning as I'm trying to, you know, keep my sleeping baby asleep uh, in the in the... In the bassinet next to me. I mean, what? that is not the time that game should be on. And I know we have a big country and wide time zones and all that, but it just seems to me that the scheduling of these games could be a lot more fan-friendly than essentially ruling most of America out on a work night for what might end up being the game of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you say the game of the night. It could have been the game of the very, very early morning considering when this thing wrapped up. And it ended in this shot Another iconic made three from Gonzaga coming, what, seven years? No. When did, when did, no, it was only two years ago. It was two years yeah. ago when Jalen Suggs Jaylen did it. Suggs. But this one is Julian Strother, a three-pointer that sealed it for Gonzaga. Picks it up. Clock starts. 11 seconds. Salas across the timeline. Pitch it back, Strother. Deep three from the top of the key. Got it! Seven seconds left. Campbell on the run. Into the front court. Drives the right side. Stripped away. Strother's got it. Fouled with 1.1 to go. The Vegas native pulls up from deep and puts Gonzaga in the lead. This is what, and again, that's courtesy of our friends at Westwood One and the NCAA Radio Network. This is what this tournament does. Uh, Julian Strother was not known, perhaps, east of the Mississippi until... 
until last night, and it was Strother channeling Jalen and and delivering Gonzaga through to the Elite Eight again. But it makes household names in an instant. In an instant, Hammer, you know who Jillian yep. Strother is. No doubt. And I, I couldn't help but think as I was half asleep trying to stay awake and watch this, I couldn't help but think about the Adam Morrison, Ryan Hollins debacle from the 2006 NCAA tournament where Gonzaga really totally screwed the game away and then Adam Morrison was left crying on the ground. So you think about that game, Gonzaga, Mark Fuse now gotten him back twice. One with the sug shot in the final four in the COVID tournament in 2021. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Gonzaga had a 10-point lead with about 2.13 to go in this game. To have blown that, given UCLA the lead, all the missed free throws and the mistakes, this was one of those games that just felt drunk. It just felt totally out of control. And for Strother to be able to calm things down as the trailer and hit was at least an NBA three, if not closer to half court than the three-point line, um, that's got to be one of the biggest shots in Gonzaga basketball history. And Randy, it keeps alive a dream for Mark Few to finally win a national championship, which is really the only thing that he doesn't have on his resume at Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe there's there's less pressure having a three seed, you know, next to their name this season and not living up to the expectations, you know, of of being a one seed and having the target on their back. But yeah, Mark Few drew up a play that he said was Jay Wright's play. He gave credit to to the former Villanova coach and said that's the play that they used Ryan Archidiakono to Chris Jenkins to win the whole thing in 2016, the shot, the iconic shot uh, that Jenkins had. So, uh, okay, maybe a, a one last resume item for Mark Few uh, remains alive. You learn who Julian Strother is. You also learn the name of Marquis Noel. And there's something, and I'm a, of a certain age, Hammer, and I, I, I think yeah, I just I just learned you are too. There's something yeah. about seeing someone that size. He's five foot eight in a big man's <laughs> game. It, uh, what is it about Kansas State? Because I watch that and I think Darren Sproles. I, yeah. I think about the mighty mouse, you know, the little engine that could. Noel, 19 assists. It was some of the best passing I've ever seen at the college level. Yeah, a, a lot of coaches in college basketball history are angry guys. You know, Bob Knight is a screamer, and Jim Beheim is a curmudgeon. And but this Tang, Coach Julian Tang, the head coach at uh, at Kansas State, is like a fun-loving guy, <laughs> and it just feels like his fun energy is just dripping throughout this Kansas State team. You could tell it meant a lot to Noel because he calls himself Mr. New York City to be back where he grew up at Madison Square Garden. And this was, Randy, one of the great point guard performances in NCAA tournament history. You talk about the 20 points, but he set a tournament record with 19 assists. Now, the game did go to overtime, but 19 assists for Noel last night is a performance I think we'll always remember. One of the assists in particular is the iconic play. And this is, I know we're about halfway through the tournament, but to think about what is the one shining moment so far, I would nominate this. It's an alley-oop off of basically a trick play to Keontae Johnson. Here's how it sounded. And now with a minute to play, Kansas State has the ball. We're tied at 92. Marquise Noel throws to the rim for Johnson who slams it in. Noel ties the record with his 18th assist. Johnson with the alley-oop slam, and it's 94-92. 92 K State. 
Again, that courtesy of Westwood One in the NCAA Radio Network. And when I say trick play, and again, I'm not trying to confuse basketball and football here, but it did seem like a trick play, Hammer, because yeah. it looked like he and Tang were having an argument. This is mid-dribble, mid-play, and it looks like they're in a disagreement, and there's already a designed look-off, lobbed to the rim, perfectly placed for Keontae Johnson, who so, is so a what, tremendous what, what, story. What do you believe, Randy, in his what own do you right? believe there? Because they said after the game that it was not a trick play, that they were really having a legitimate art. But I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm raising my hand and calling BS on that. I, I, <laughs> I think this was totally designed and actually happens in sports more often than fans realize that there are little things happening to try to distract the defense to give you an opportunity to score. He said on the court, if you watch it, you can see if you you don't even have to read lips that he said, watch this. He yelled at the crowd. Watch this. That's when he's bringing the ball up the floor right before the alley-oop play. And he says it was just a basketball play between me and Keontae. They play high up. We got eye contact. He was like, lob, lob. I threw it up, made a great play. I'm with you, though. You don't set it up that way with the crowd. If it's not something special, and there isn't this cat got the canary look on both I, I player know, and coach, I know what I saw. I yes. know, now, now Jerome Tang, I might have called him Julian Tang five seconds ago. I was thinking about Julian, somebody else. Jerome Tang was on KJM, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max earlier this morning. This was his explanation, Randy, of what happened. I won't say we were arguing, but we both had different opinions on what we should run <laughs> to get the same result. He knew what I wanted. And uh, I understood what he wanted, and it was both going to get the same result. That's why I said, okay. But in the meantime, everyone, well, the defense's eyes got caught up on us talking and uh, let our All-American cut back door. What he wanted to run and what I wanted to run, I think it would have resulted in the same thing, Keontae cutting back door, just not as um, flamboyant as throwing the ball from half <laughs> nah. Come on, coach. You can Not be as... honest with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Not as flamboyant. <laughs> a flamboyant play so far to me, the play of the tournament, and it delivers Kansas State past Michigan State and into the Elite Eight. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? You go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Bundle today at progressive.com I know it hurts not having an agent. I'm not sure why he doesn't have one. He just doesn't want one. What's preventing him from getting this fully guaranteed deal is the fact that he is raging against the machine. Just hire an agent. That person will help you deal with all of this. And in the end, as much as it hurts to write that check, it is better for your mental health moving forward. He's raging against that machine, and he's not winning that battle right now. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Aaron Goldhammer in Cleveland. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut, filling in for the guys. And when uh, we got off the air yesterday, you could hear Nick Friedel there. He's my broadcast partner uh, on this program just a day ago. And he was just chuckling, just hire an agent, man. Just hire, It's better for your mentals. It's probably better for your bottom line as well. I like to think. Every time I cut my own check, I like to think that your uh, that your ceiling financially is higher if you got somebody else, you know, running interference for you. Uh, yeah. But we were introduced to this idea, this man myth legend of Ken Francis, and that sort of fleshed itself out. I wondered aloud yesterday, and I'm Hammer. I'm, I'm curious your your take on it. What did you make of the memo that the league sent to every single team, basically saying, "Do not do business with this man, Ken Francis." I I wondered, like, what's really going on behind the scenes with 
how teams are able to communicate with Lamar. Like, let me ask you this, Randy. Do yeah. you think that if you're, if I'm the Falcons, okay, do, do I have Lamar Jackson's personal cell phone number? Like, how do I even go about, do, do I email, hi, we're interested in talking to you to lamar.jackson at gmail.com? <laughs> like, how, how like, n- th- this is just so non-traditional. And I, I guess the no agent thing, like, I could see it in the NBA where, okay, if you're negotiating a max contract and you're clearly a max player, I don't know that you need an agent to handle that negotiation for you. Your play does all the talking. But Randy, Lamar's situation is very complicated. And so I don't know who might be calling or saying something supposedly on his behalf or what's mm-hmm. going through his mind. or Because not only does he want to try to get this guaranteed money, but he also wants to try to negotiate his way out of his current situation and to another team. That's pretty apparent to me. And I think he needs the agent not just to help him get the cash, but to also help present him with the situation that he wants. Um, and so that's why I think it has gotten so confused. And I think teams are confused, and I think Lamar is confused, and I think all sides would be best if he just hit the reset button and had somebody who's really qualified making these calls and handling this communication on his behalf. You, you to drive the, the the number up, right? It's think of it as like a, I don't know, even a real estate transaction. You have to have competing offers. That's going to increase your own value. So to your point, and I guess maybe to answer the one question, do they do they have his personal cell phone number? Yeah, they do. I have heard, and we'll ask Jeremy Fowler about this, our ESPN NFL insider. He's going to uh, join us in a matter of moments here. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll ask him because he's dialed into the situation. My understanding is Lamar's not been the most responsive agent player out there. Like Teams have his contact information. They have his cell phone number. And he kind of you know drags his feet, takes his time. He's got other things going on. So what you need, to your point, is not only someone to drive up your own price, drive up your own value – understand the extrication process, as you said, from your current situation and your current team, but also someone who can pit teams against each other, who can who can understand draft capital and salary cap implications and however to massage the contract once it does come to pass, if yeah. it comes to pass. But yeah. we heard a sampling there from Robert Griffin III. This was on first take. Obviously, himself uh, a transcendent NFL talent in his own right, but now analyzing this situation uniquely and talking about how the lack of an agent isn't really the one thing that's keeping Lamar from the contract he wants. I want to, you know, enlighten everybody about what's going on. Everyone talks about how Lamar doesn't have an agent and how it's hurting him. Well, we've seen guys like Laramie Tunzel go out and negotiate two contracts to become the highest paid left tackle without an agent. We've seen Richard Sherman do it. Bobby Wagner has done it. DeAndre Hopkins has done it. So not having an agent isn't what's keeping Lamar Jackson from getting this fully guaranteed contract. What's preventing him from getting this fully guaranteed deal is the fact that he is raging against the machine. What's the machine? It's agents, it's NFL insiders. All of these guys, they don't want their bottom line to be affected. You talk about the agents, they want a piece of this contract because that's how they make a living. The NFL insiders, they want a a piece of the information because that's how they make a living. So by Lamar not having an agent and cutting them out, not having the direct ties to every NFL insider out there cutting them out, he's raging against that machine and he's not winning that battle right now. I can't tell if that is a broad conspiracy take or if it's so nuanced as to say there are people who benefit and would benefit from a lack of a precedent being established that you can do what Lamar's trying to do. 
Yeah, I think agents as a whole <laughs> have been great for talent in the history of of entertainment. Right, Randy? Right. I mean, to, right. To, to, to say that agents are only there to take advantage. I mean, yeah, they deserve their own fair share of compensation. But like my dad, who's a lawyer, told me that I should get an agent when I feel like that person could negotiate for me more value than I could just go out and get on my own. Trying to compare this to Laramie Tunsil or DeAndre Hopkins situation, it's a total apples and oranges. Lamar is also trying to rewrite the rules as far as guaranteed money contracts go for quarterbacks in the NFL. So he's not doing something pretty basic and standard, which is what those other guys are doing. If he just wanted, you know, I don't know, 100 million guaranteed or whatever from the Ravens, I'm sure that he could figure that out and negotiate it. But when you add up what he wants and what he's asking for, he needs somebody who has his back on his behalf. That's somebody that he gets to choose, by the way, and they get to negotiate their own relationship with each other. But here's what I don't understand. If, if Deshaun Watson got his deal... With David Mulugeta as his agent, why doesn't Lamar Jackson I'd like and like I don't know David Mulugeta. I'm not out here stumping for him. Right, He's not right. cutting me a check. But if I was Lamar, that's the first guy that I would have on the phone because that's the guy that got the deal done for Deshaun and got him into his situation in Cleveland and out of Houston, despite all of the other things and issues that were going on with Watson at the time. Yeah. Yeah, if you want a house with a pool, you're going to work with a real estate agent that sells houses with pools. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know why real estate is my top of mind, I, I, but your 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 fact remains: if he has done this deal, if his fingerprints are on this deal, why not go to that man if that's the kind of I deal? Agree. I I agree, yeah. and I, I'm not like look, I, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy anyway. I do think there are agents who have taken advantage of players, of course, over time. That's why you have to be careful about who you hire to represent you. But to say that, you know, that, that NFL players should be operating in general without proper representation, uh, I think that's a really dangerous idea in and of itself. All right. Well, Jeremy Fowler is going to join us here in a matter of moments. We'll get his insight into who Ken Francis is. We understand that Fowler's been in touch with the Lamar Jackson camp on this, so he is going to join us. It's Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott with you. In for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Series 6M Channel 80 on your smart speaker. Happy pre-end to all who observe. We did it yesterday. I'm told the pre-end starts on a Thursday after business hours. So Friday, full swing. Pre-end vibes are plenty. He's Aaron Goldhammer, holding it down ESPN Cleveland. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut again, filling in for the guys on Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. This has been an interesting development. I was trying to think, Hammer, as I was talking to you the last time I was in the great state of Ohio, and it was it was probably, oh man, it was a, it was a pro day of some sort, and I want to say it was uh-huh. the year, oh boy, who would have come out that year? 2016, 2016 pro day. I love it. I love Pro Day. I love the atmosphere. I love the anticipation. I love stopwatches. I love shuttle runs. I love route trees. The whole thing might have been yes. Might have been Cardell's Pro Day. Now that I think about it, but I, I just it is a good time. And the way they've stacked it this year to have on a Tuesday uh, C.J. Stroud, on a Wednesday Bryce Young, and on a Thursday Will Levis, or stack it however you want. But they're back to back to back. Makes for some interesting travel plans because a lot of these, you know, college towns are not major airport hubs. But we've seen these guys back to back to back, so there really isn't any like, oh yeah, how do you look? Let's think back a couple weeks ago. We can stack them all up. And today it was Will Levis, and I'm curious before we hear from Lewis Riddick, who was there, to say how Levis looked. What is your impression of Will Levis as as relates to the rest of this quarterback class? I, I think evaluating a quarterback, first of all, Randy, has never been harder than it is right now. And so much of whether or not a guy is successful is obviously dependent upon where he goes. Who's his coach? What situation is he stepping into? All of that stuff matters a ton. The thing with Levis is when you see him in person, okay, mm-hmm. or you see him walk through a crowd, he looks and smells like a franchise quarterback. He could play Johnny Moxon in Varsity Blues 2. (laughs) I don't want your life. He has a rocket arm. He looks like a quarterback. He talks like a quarterback. He feels like a quarterback. Then there's a problem, Randy. You put on the tape. He does not have great feel in the pocket, number one. Yep. He does not throw very accurately, number two. Some of that is injury related to what's happened with him at Kentucky. If I was desperate and thirsty for a quarterback, I would absolutely think about taking him. I can't make any bold predictions about what he's going to be, but to guess that he's going to be a sure thing, I mean, this is a major risk. I'd say there's a 70% chance Will Levis is a bust, just based on prior history Mm -hmm. and knowing the way he played and not just how he looks and makes you feel when he walks into a room, which those are his best attributes, more so than anything that he's actually done on a field in a game there are people who are going to point to and just as a recent example Josh Allen and say hey his completion percentage was garbage he stayed a little bit longer than he should have at Wyoming look at the talent that he was working with you know just so on and so forth you know done and dusted rinse and repeat uh but you look at the feel in the pocket and Allen's mobility is greater than Levis's and what Todd McShay has said is when the pocket breaks down, to your point, pocket awareness or lack thereof, when the pocket breaks down, it's a literal dip of Levis's head that he does not keep his eyes downfield, let alone up, and and just is in survival mode. Now, is sure. some of that because Kentucky's line was so 
awful sure, in his last year, sure. maybe. And he's facing SEC pass rushers who right. want to eat him alive. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, and, and so if anything that I say against a quarterback, you could always come back and have a, and he has some incredible traits. His, his arm, to watch him throw a ball. If you are a fan of quarterback, the way the ball comes out of his hand, Randy, is yeah. is something. It is a full-on rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because he can do that, I think we've learned arm talent is not the most important thing. I think accuracy is the most important quote-unquote trait that I try to look for and identify in a quarterback to see, okay, I think this guy's going to be good. That The other thing could be if the guy – this is where Anthony Richardson is so interesting to me. If the guy is just a world-class athlete, I think he could play in the NFL. Like, I've just learned enough. If you're big enough and strong enough and fast enough, I think you can hang. And I'd take that over necessarily being to throw the ball through a brick wall, which is what Will Levis' talent is. Yeah, there's a a difference between having arm talent and arm strength. There's a difference between the ball comes out of his hand differently and he can throw a ball over the mountains like Uncle Rico. You you know, you, you can have arm strength like Jeff George, but you could also have temperament, lack of leadership, and between the ears like Jeff George. You know, like, like and that's Jeff George. Yeah, right, right, right. And that's what you're right. saying about Levis. Right. He checks off a lot of the intangibles, command the room, look the part, the whole thing. And when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, it seems like people have the book on Frank Reich as he wants someone who looks like Will Levis and not someone who looks like Bryce Young. Uh, Lewis Riddick was there for both of these th- uh, pro days. As we might, might as well call them throw days. He was there for C.J. Strouds as well. Here's his report, his takeaway from Lexington today. I think he's still a work in progress, Hannah. He's someone who is making incremental improvements as he moves through this pre-draft process, starting with you know, the combine and now with his pro day and then with the individual workouts, I would hope that he continues to make progress with some of the things that he talked about that him and Jordan Palmer are working on, which is, you know, first and foremost, making sure that his feet are tied with his upper body, that his platform is solid to where it then leads to him being able to deliver the football with more consistent accuracy, which is really what quarterback play is all about. Decision making first and then delivering the football accurately. It's not arm strength first. It's not, can I launch the ball 70 yards first? It's, can you make good decisions, and then can you put the ball in the hands of the people who need to carry it afterwards? And those are the things that he's going to need to continue to work on. Ah, yes, the Jamarcus Russell cautionary tale. Uh, That's Lewis Riddick uh, talking with Hannah Storm on SportsCenter at noon Eastern over on ESPN. But yeah, that's, that's exactly echoing what you were saying, Aaron. It's not just arm velocity and speed and all that. It's being able to throw someone NFL open with quite frankly, even in the sec is different from college open. I mean, all all the great quarterbacks, you know, they have a certain baseline level of talent, but what they do with their mind and their feel for things and their leadership qualities, Mm -hmm. you know, I I just scanned his NFL.com scouting report, which these are always my favorite to look at and read because some of the analysis is just hysterical. Uh, They compare him to Jay Cutler. That should scare off every single team that's thinking about drafting him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess he went to one conference championship game one time, but then didn't finish the game. He was on the sideline. They questioned whether or not he was healthy. But it it says, you know, prototypical size and build for an NFL quarterback. He can throw the ball all over the place. Weaknesses are nearly a quarter of his passes were thrown to targets behind the line of scrimmage in 2022 per PFF. Now, I mean, again, so, okay, so then you build an offense around that skill set and maybe that could work. That's why for the right team in the right situation, I think he could be good. 
but I think he is a wild risk to take and you should only do it if you are desperate for a quarterback which some team in the top five of this draft is going to be is it a bigger risk just quick answer bigger risk than Anthony Richardson who is the bigger risk Will Levis or Richardson Richardson's the bigger risk Levis Levis was the better college player Uh, Richardson I feel like has these incredible physical athletic skills yeah but the more you watched him play in college, the less you like him as a player, in my experience. And I, I question whether or not he's really like I, I think Anthony Richardson, it's going to be two years with a coach before I would feel confident putting him in a game. I don't know that I feel that way with Will Levis. I, I just think Levis has some of these issues. I think Richardson, yeah. like, I don't know that he can correctly identify what defense like, I think he needs to go to Madden, you know, and, and look at some of this yeah. stuff. Whereas, like, like Bryce Young is a genius when it comes to this kind of stuff and a magician. If only we could put his brain in Anthony Richardson's body, that guy <laughs> would go number one in the draft. <laughs> Absolutely. That's for sure. Yes. No question. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Randy Scott. We're in for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We have one team in the NCAA tournament that's been impressive on the court, but their luck... In Las Vegas, off the court is the stuff of legends and not in a good way. Aaron and Randy in for the guys. Kenji and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Hawkins, left wing three is up. In and out, no good. Sonogo's tip, no good. Newton has the offensive rebound for Connecticut. Out to Aline, right wing three. Got it. Naheem Aline with the triple. His second of the game. Connecticut back on top by 25-68-43. That is courtesy of Westwood One NCAA Radio Network as UConn made quick work, decisive work, gave that work to Arkansas. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker, however you found us. We are glad you did. Uh, he's Aaron Goldhammer, ESPN Cleveland fame. I'm Randy Scott uh, here in Bristol, Connecticut, filling in for the guys. Uh, Canteen Carlin is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Uh, UConn is pr- is kind of the the one you know uh, post selection Sunday pre first round of the tournament pick that has panned out for everybody. Aaron's that feels sad. if you know it feels like that was a trendy like all right I'm going to go with UConn in that region. Yeah. They're going yep. to the final four and it yep. seems like that's paying off while everything I mean, else. They, they have been to me now. We'll see Alabama play tonight. Texas has been really good, right? 
Sure. To me, the most impressive team, if I'm just looking at body of work in the tournament so far, UConn has played great. They're making shots. They're playing with good energy. They don't seem scared by the moment. They're well coached with Dan Hurley. So on the court, a lot of things have gone really well for them. It's been the situation off the floor in Las Vegas that hasn't quite been as pretty, unfortunately, (laughs) for the UConn basketball team. I don't know whether to yell for them or cry for them or laugh for them, but explain, Randy, exactly what happened. Okay, so they get to Vegas. No shortage of hotel rooms, right? I mean, Vegas was up there with the Disney bubble as a potential destination for the, for the entire NBA playoffs. There are that many Correct. hotel Correct. rooms, so many options. Yep. They end up at the Luxor. Okay. This is where we have to kind of be careful because obviously we have a relationship <laughs> with Caesars and we use them for their gambling lines and their gambling technology and their insight and we have a, a studio out there as ESPN the, the, does. The, 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 okay, hold on. Right. Let, let me say, there's a time and place for the Luxor. It's it's your 21st birthday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on, go on. Uh, I stayed at the Luxor with five friends all sleeping in the same room, and the hotel room was $24 a night. That is what the Luxor is for. The Luxor is not to house your team during the NCAA tournament. And we were laughing. I said, look, if if some of these guys on UConn have good NIL deals, I would have just gone to the middle of the strip and said to Caesars Palace, like, just find me a room. I know it's the second weekend of the tournament, but just get me anywhere else but staying here. So they go to the Luxor, and I the reporting. Randy said that there was there was vomit. There was I mean I don't know what's yeah. true and what's not, but they had to get the heck out of there. That's that is for sure. It 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 was it was dirt, noticeable dirt, noticeable. I think it was evidence of the bachelor party who had occupied one of the rooms previously, or Ugh. something like that. Like the room. Just hadn't been turned over. And I listen, it doesn't have to be a bachelor party. If you're in Vegas with your guys and you're cheaping out and you're piling into a room, that room it. that room I smells awful. It. It's yeah. awful. It smells like yeah. regret and other things. So no, yeah. guys are going to treat it like a, I don't know, like some sort of exhibit at a zoo, you know? And and here a team that the, the season is on the line, that expectations are on the line. This is a four seed. Okay, this isn't some 15 seed who's just there to, you know, cash a check and leave and get a little notoriety. No, like they are going to make a deep tournament run and they I get there. I Sonogo's face. He's one of the best players in the country when he walks <laughs> into the hotel room to play in the biggest game of his life. And there is, as Randy described it, quote, evidence of the bachelor party strewn <laughs> throughout the hotel room. <laughs> well, okay, so if, if, if they get it sort it out. Okay, you're Dan Hurley. Maybe you raise a little hell. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just stiff upper lip and people say this is unacceptable and you move on. You go to a different hotel. Great. Okay. Okay. But then, then you're going to practice, right? You have your stuff on the bus, the team bus, and you go in and you come back out and your stuff is gone. The bus is still there. The bus is very much still there. The stuff is gone. It's like Steinfeld with a reservation. Anybody can anybody can take a car reservation. The key is holding the car reservation. Anybody uh, can put their stuff on a bus. The key is keeping uh, it on the bus. Uh, so their stuff gets stolen. And this is according to what he said to CT Insider, saying it was a disaster. Then, talking about the hotel, that the hotel situation was a disaster. Then, stuff gets stolen. It was okay. a debacle. So, so, so was it team gear? Like, what? do we know exactly what was taken? Here is my fear. If I was UConn, whatever, take the iPad and the computer and, you know, all that stuff could be replaced reasonably. Right. I'm worried. You know, is it possible 
that some of the stuff that was taken, is it like their secret playbook? Is it game plans? Like what was on that bus right. that could affect their ability to win <laughs> and go to the final four against Gonzaga tomorrow night? Like that's what I'd be most worried about if I were them. <laughs> I I think we would have heard something about that, but then again, maybe you don't draw attention to it. It was probably, yeah, it's probably a, Probably some headphones. phones. Yeah, headphones, yeah. phones, unfortunately. Cell phones. I mean, something that's yeah. not easy to Gosh. not easy to replace and is quite important when but, you're in Las, let, let, Las Vegas. Let me ask you this. If you had to lose one, keys, wallet, or cell phone, what's the what's the best one to lose? Oh, man. Because any of them are brutal. I Maybe wallet? Maybe the wallet? Because... Is credit cards easily replaceable in this day and age? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but your driver's health insurance. License, so you flew driver's license, so then you can't get back. Oh, I've done it. Back to stores. All right, story time. Um, worst hotel experience? Thank you for asking. In Las Vegas. Uh, Tropicana. Tropicana was my was a tough one. Got a garden room. You know, it probably was a shade more than 24 a night, but I remember walking in, <laughs> literal roach or palmetto bug, whatever they call them out there, and I was looking for the AC, and the AC plate had been ripped right, off more the More of this story. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.